0: Hello, everyone. This is Kerwin and Keith of Father, Son, Galaxy. Our guest is Rob Levy, a filmmaker, pixel artist, and animator. Rob is the creative mastermind behind Inside the Box Animations, where he combines his passion for pixel art and storytelling. With a lifelong love for the Star Wars universe, Rob infuses his work with the magic of this iconic saga, creating a unique blend of nostalgia and innovation. His projects are a testament to his versatility and creative spirit. Rob is the creator of the Han Solo The Dragon Void Run, a fan-made animated short based on the Han Solo Marvel Comics miniseries released in 2016. Rob Levy, welcome to Father Sun Galaxy.
1: Hello. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for that intro. That was amazing. No, that was... Thank, thank you. you. We...
0: We watched, watched your fan-made your videos, and, and we, we are, are just, just floored by, by, your, by talent. your talent. We, we enjoyed them. We watched it more than once, uh, the series. So we can't wait and to talk, can talk, talk to you about, about, about it a little bit it, more.
1: Oh, wow. Thank you so much. Yeah, and that means the world. I mean, I made this as a fan for fans. So, like, yeah, just the opportunity to, uh, to get to talk to you guys about it is, is really awesome. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Right. Tell us about Pixel art Animation. How does it work?
1: uh yeah so it works uh slowly and meticulously um it's kind of or my pixel art uh animation style in particular it's it's a mix of like 2d and 3d animation um if you, you've seen the series so you can kind of tell um that there's sometimes where it's more traditional animation that's more or less like stop motion that's cutting in between frames so if somebody has their arms up or arms down that's pretty traditional pixel art animation that would be utilized in you know any video game or anything like that. Um, but then with the uh, with this series and my animation art style, uh, I bring everything into a three D space, and that kind of gives me a lot of flexibility to do some more uh, diverse and interesting stuff.
0: What did you What did you discover about this animation that? Um, made such an influence on you?
1: Uh, yeah. Oh, man, how much time do we have? There's so much I love about the story. Um, Yeah, it's, uh, well, firstly, uh, as you mentioned, it's based, uh, this. the series that I made is based on a comic book. Um, the writer is, uh, her name is Marjorie Liu, and uh, the art of the comic is this art, uh, done by this artist, Mark Brooks, both of whom I've, fallen deeply in love with their work through working on this um and on first glance like once I kind of read the comic I, re- I really instantly fell in love with it and then the more I lived with the characters and the story um yeah the deeper I, I really fell in love with it um I think on the surface the story has a lot to offer it's a really exciting space race and you know for as a big Star Wars fan like me like that really got me excited uh once I kind of saw that uh that that's where the story was going uh, but then there's also like this murder mystery and then han solo is the main character like this story had so much going for it um but then as the the story progresses and we meet the other characters lou Riano is uh is probably second to han solo the, the other main character in this story and the role that she plays is kind of like this mirror to han solo i like to kind of think of it um really just kind of lends itself to an interesting story and interesting dynamic between them two uh where han solo is kind of going on this adventure that again on the surface is is kind of has a lot going for it but he's learning a lot about himself through these interactions with uh with these different people so again i just think there's there's so much going on uh in in the story marjorie Lou did an amazing job writing it and Um, and yeah, and again, the art was very inspiring and I, I tried to do my best translating a lot of the artwork and like the environment designs and the ship designs and the character designs, um, as much influence that I can get from the comics to make people watching it kind of get that same feeling I felt while reading it. That was kind of my goal.
0: Was this the the first pixel art animation you've done, this fan-made film for, for Han Solo, is that the first time?
1: Yeah, so this kind of, this is what started me on my whole pixel art journey. I, I didn't, I, I never drew pixel art or never even thought about doing anything pixel art related until I kind of had this idea and needed to figure out a way that I can, I can do it. Um, so that that's what brought me ultimately to pixel art.
2: Is this a skill that you learned in school?
1: No, unless you consider YouTube a school, which what? I do nowadays. Um, I I learned pixel art, yeah, mainly just through um, through YouTube and through just a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of practice. Um, my my early stuff is not as pretty as as my stuff nowadays. Um, so it was a lot of trial and error. Um, But yeah, no, no. Oh, well, you know what the pixel art, sorry, pixel art, no school. I did go to school for filmmaking, though, that definitely had a lot to do with what made this possible. I should have said that. I'm sorry. Um, Yeah, I I went to uh, film school. And uh, that's that's my profession is in filmmaking. And I've made films for many years. And I've always wanted to tell a Star Wars story. So Ultimately, that's that's how I got here. Um, but yeah, definitely school helped me. Uh, l- yeah, learn how to make a movie for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. that makes that sense. Makes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I almost yeah, about yeah. That. okay. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, we can see that you had the skill, the skill set uh, to be a filmmaker. So we were wondering where if you went to school for that, but not particularly, not particularly. for pixel animation. But you did study filmmaking. Got it. Got it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And not animation at all. I'm sorry. I don't want to like keep going on about, but just, um, but yeah, I I definitely um, the, like the style of animation that I do, it was really cool to be able to do this with a digital camera, more or less. So that's really where my background in filmmaking, um, you know, that that came to play in, in the animation world. Um, but also I I casted plenty of movies before. So when it came down to, you know, wanting to fully voice cast this film, this is all stuff that I've done before. And it, it, all of it kind of did culminate to this moment that, uh, yeah, that, that got me ready to do something like this.
2: So you're a lifelong fan. Could you share with us your star Wars story?
1: Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, so I, I, Fell in love with Star Wars from as early as I can remember. Um, my my biggest memory, like really thinking back, um, I loved the original trilogy. That That's definitely, that was my first exposure to the Star Wars world. But I was like, I was the age where the toys were kind of everything for me and just collecting all of the different toys and really building my own galaxy and telling my own stories with the toys was, was really kind of, um, a big, a really big part of my childhood. Um, and then the prequels came out, love the prequels, um, everything from then on. Uh, I've just always really loved Star Wars. Uh, you know, lightsaber battling with my brother. It's just kind of rooted in my DNA at this point.
2: What's your take on the uh, ever expanding Star Wars universe, especially the new series of films, like the sequels, the new arc of the Clone Wars, Bad Batch and stuff. What's Yeah, what's the your Disney take?
0: Plus series.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, you know, I love all Star Wars. I, I I'm kind of just easy to please in that way. Uh, Ahsoka was great. Um, I do. Um, yeah, I do have, you know, mixed feelings about things. I don't think everything's perfect. Um, i uh i am also i mean you know i've made han solo the dragon void run so i'm one of the i feel like maybe the few people that really liked the han solo movie and i'm really rooting for alden einreich to come back and do more because i thought his portrayal of han solo was amazing um so yeah i i i like a lot of it i definitely don't like some of it um but you know, we'll we'll save the hot takes for a different time.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, I like the solo movie too. I don't get I don't get what the issue is. I think it was awesome.
1: Yes, thank you. I agree.
0: Is, Han solo, though, solo is-, is Han solo is Han Solo your favorite character?
1: You know what? Now, now he is for sure. I love him. Um, growing up, I was always more of a Luke Skywalker uh, guy. That that was my my hero. Um, but yeah, Han Solo, uh, especially, you know, just getting to live with his character more. And it's, I see a lot of my own journey kind of in him. So I, I definitely I'd say Han Solo now for sure.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit more about your fan series. So it is a fan series, which means that you don't make any profit from it. You know, it's just something that you love to do. You did touch on a little bit about the Marvel Comics issues. Um Why did you want to, well, just to give people a little bit of background, it takes place after A New Hope, right? So it falls in between episodes four and five. Immediately after four, as a matter of fact, uh, Leia sends Han on this mission. Can you tell us a little bit more about what the mission is? What is Han set out to do? What does Princess Leia want Han to do?
1: uh so there's basically there's a mission uh there's a master list is what it's called in the series um but uh yeah there's basically there's something that the rebellion needs and uh the they gathered people to get that that have been dying off one by one essentially when the story starts so han kind of just gets recruited as almost kind of this last uh last effort to to um to retrieve this master list for the rebellion um but then the additional twist on top of that is in order to retrieve um the master list or the other spies that are working for the rebellion um they have to participate in what's called the dragon void run uh which is basically the world cup of space races it's the biggest race in the entire galaxy And the reason they have to do it is because they have to visit planets that align with the race, so it's kind of all this, uh, yeah, just bad timing that, yeah, they they have to do all this while, again, the the greatest race uh, in the world is happening, so. I hope I did an okay job. There's a lot going on in the comics, so trying try no. to sum it up quickly is tough. Right, uh, without giving
0: away spoilers. I guess we want people to go back and read it for themselves. It is a very good series. Um, you didn't hear too much about it. you know, Unless you're a big fan of the comics, you probably didn't even know this series out there, but it is a really good one. And, and you decided that you wanted to adapt this series. Your shorts are about 10 to 16 minutes long, so there's some things... You couldn't you couldn't include everything from the comic book into your short films. So how did you decide what material to leave in and what to take out?
1: Uh I mean okay, I, there's definitely one part I can remember off the top of my head that I left out, but other than that, you're gonna it's gonna be tough to find stuff that's not in the series that's in the comic. Um, the first episode or first issue, they're the first like the opening scene is in this bar and then after that they go out into like an alleyway and that then like the following scene they go into a rebel bunker but that scene in like the alleyway and that's like this exterior city i think i was just scared at the time it just kind of overwhelmed me with everything going on and i was like i have to build so much stuff like all these interiors i managed to figure out how to do but the idea of like portraying the city that I I don't know something about that scared me at the time so when we were writing the uh adaptation uh I I did this with a partner of mine his name's Oliver Baer um and he helped me write um like the script version of this and that was honestly probably the only part that I remember when we were writing that we reworded some things just so we can jump from the bar to the bunker because it was kind of just this transitional scene and I was like I don't even know how I can do this. Can we just write one line that'll get us from A to B? Um, And that honestly, like I feel even guilty saying it. I think that was the only corner we'd cut. Um, Other than that, I really do think we got pretty much every line of dialogue. um, If not, I mean, every line of dialogue, if not more um, in there. We definitely added some stuff, uh, some of the crowd extra dialogue and some sprinkles here and there to to help fill in some some gaps. But I really I really wanted to adapt, uh, adapt it as you know as true as I can. I never read it and felt like there was stuff that needed to be changed. I, I really kind of wanted to go about it and just see how truly adapting it would work. And I'm sure if I ran into anything weird, I would have probably addressed it or you know made changes. But the story really, it, it all flowed really nicely. And I just, I thought it all really worked pretty perfectly. So I, I didn't really change all too much. Yeah. And if
0: I recall there, when you're reading the comics, you hear a play-by-play commentary of the run that Han Solo and the other racers are participating in. But in your short film, you actually have two characters in a booth, it looks like, giving a play-by-play of what's going on on the screen. I thought that was very creative to do. I
1: enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh, yes. Thank you. That's so cool. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's yeah, amazing to hear. Um, And I mentioned my friend Oliver Bayer. He actually is the one that sketched those designs for those two aliens. Um, We thought it was a good opportunity to make something original and rather, like, we pulled from every Star Wars speech, species we can think of for extras in all the bars and stuff um but for those characters we, we thought it'd be fun to just try to uh create something new and and yeah just something that we can introduce to the star wars world that's so cool that you enjoyed it thank you so much yeah. for mentioning that it would have been awesome.
2: really funny if you based them off the announcers for the phantom menace
0: yeah that's what i was thinking they reminded me of the <laughs> right the pod race yeah that was actually pretty cool yeah Yeah, I'm
1: sure in the back of my head that like as far as the tone and attitude goes, I'm sure that was that's what I was thinking. Absolutely. absolutely. I heard that.
0: And You have such a great attention to detail and you do a very good job with blending the visual effects of the sound and especially the music. I want to talk about the music. I'm a fan of John Williams. Uh, He has so many cues that he's written for these Star Wars films over the years. How did you decide what cue worked for a particular scene?
1: Yeah. Ooh. Um, well, again, I, I thank you for mentioning that because I can shout out one of my other collaborators. Uh, his name's Julian Crowhurst, uh, an amazing musician uh, and sound designer and sound mixer. Um, he had actually I'd done a feature film for my like senior project back in film school, and he'd done the music for me uh, on that film. So we we go back a lot of you know many years, and he's a huge Star Wars fan. So i roped him in real early i was like we're doing this please help me um and he was really instrumental with um with helping lock down the music um when i was editing i i'm i would put in tent music and i had john williams library uh of you know all of the original prequels and sequels probably all in one folder um and then uh then as we yeah i don't know if i had them all from the jump but as we started getting deeper i was like we need more i'm sure i had the han solo soundtrack from the beginning also we were using that um we really wanted to utilize uh yeah we wanted to utilize that there's some amazing music in that movie um but then we uh you know we're all star wars fans my friend oliver he's a little deeper into the animations and stuff so he was able to pull some cues from from the animated series that i didn't hear about but I would, you know, just say, "Hey, do you have anything for this scene?" He would send me ideas. Um and then at the end of the day, we would always filter it. You know, Julian would have it, he would look over everything and and he kind of would uh would be the last, say, adding other songs or switching songs and it was a really big collaborative effort, but um but yeah, a lot of fun. It's yeah, just so so cool to have the opportunity to get to mix the this caliber of music together. So I'm sure, yeah, we all had a great time doing that.
0: And what we also enjoy is the voice talent. Can you tell us more about the actors that you use?
1: Yeah, um, being located in New York is amazing. Um, so that that was you know a a big reason why I think I was able to get such a talented cast. Uh, some of them are people that I've collaborated with on some of my earlier films and, and stuff like that. Uh, the guy that played Dylan Vuk, his name's Dan Stern, I've worked with him numerous times. Um, the uh, the Twelix are actually two, one of them is an actress and the other one's not, but they're two of my good friends and they're best friends and they just, I, I knew they would be amazing kind of having this banter and their attitude was just perfect. Um, but then we also, uh, and when I say we, it was really me and Oliver that were doing the casting and, and we were kind of the only two people at that point. Um, and we wanted to cast, uh, or have as much of a diverse cast as we could, especially when it came to the, um, the non-human races. Like we really just didn't want either to have a bunch of American accents playing, you know, all these different aliens or having Americans doing accents to play aliens. Uh, I just, we, we thought it would be way more interesting to, from the gate, kind of look for unique voices. Like, we didn't look for anything particularly specific, like, as far as, you know, where, where a character should come from, what their dialect should be. It was more like just, does that voice, does that dialect sound like that character with that person performing it? Great. Um, Lou Rayano, uh, she was amazing and she was a french actress that her you know english was not um you know it's not her first language and working with her was i'd say out of all of the um the actors that you know i recorded we definitely had probably the most speech barrier between us but it it i feel like all kind of worked for the better because her attitude was just so great and so giving and we were both kind of in it to win it that even when things sounded a little weird, we kind of just kept rolling with it. And again, in the back of our mind, we knew that these were aliens. N- nothing really has to sound how we think it sounds, or if you know you pronounce something a little different, great, keep going. Now we have something a little special in there. Um, so yeah, that's a little kind of insight into how we, we thought about the casting.
0: I'm so glad you brought up Luray Anu because I love oh, yeah. that actress' voice, and I you know, yeah yeah it, it it was wonderful. Yeah, you know,
2: Anu was a great character.
0: It, yes, absolutely. And I have her name here, and I know I'm going to mispronounce. Is it Jorel Champerou?
1: Is that close? close or? I mean, I'm that's as good as I would do. So <laughs> yes, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad well, you well, did please, it. Yeah, yeah, I just want to, to, to shout her, her out.
0: You know, I, I don't know what other work that she's done, but I want to look into uh, some of her her projects. But she was just amazing. That was an amazing voice she did. Yes, I can Google it. Thank
1: you very much. Oh <laughs> uh, no, I'm Here. so glad. Yeah, I, oh, she's just so amazing, and and I, I like, she is a mother, and like I know we got this kind of very motherly energy, which I think was really important for that character. And maybe not even the motherly, more is just. Uh, wisdom, like she just there's something in her voice that yes just, it draws you in. So I'm, I'm so glad. Yes. You, 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 you
0: yeah, it, it just you know she shows maturity, you know, and you know she's just very confident in herself. And she talks about her people and being closer to her people. I just you know it was just amazing. The the voice fit the character so well. So well done.
1: Yeah. That's so great. <laughs>
2: In the age of technology and digital media, how do you balance preserving you know, the the charms of the analog pixel art with modern storytelling?
1: Um, I, well I feel like I, it's weird. It's like because I understand that pixel art is retro and there's something, you know, kind of old school about it. But I when I look at the series it doesn't feel retro necessarily. It kind of uh, if yeah it, i i i don't know it feels kind of uh like i'm breaking some rules i always feel kind of bad about it like this isn't real pixel art if you're like a really hardcore pixel art dude um but um but yeah as far as I, I, the um how I, i'm sorry what was like the question again i'm kind of spacing a little bit on that
2: In the age of technology and digital media, how do you balance preserving analog pixel art with modern storytelling?
1: Okay, sorry. Uh, No problem. Um, Happens just all the time. I think my answer to make it simple will be, I try not to think about it. I wanted to tell a story. That was the most important thing. However, I could have told that story um i would have I, I chose animation and pixel art because um i frankly couldn't afford to do this in live action if i wanted to so the important thing was uh i, I fell in love with the story i got the bug that I, I needed to tell it and it was really just a matter of figuring out how how i would do that so i would say nothing really changes Is you know you have a story you want to tell and and tell it
0: kind of thing <laughs> Tell us more about some of your other projects.
1: Uh, so, well, yeah, the Han Solo just came out. So that was, you know, that was something I've been working on for a while. I'm really uh, excited to see now that that's done where uh, that kind of hole in my creative energy will take me. I haven't quite figured that out. Um, but I also, my um, my other kind of like, role, um, these days is I founded my own, uh, it's an NFT collection called dizzy dragons, and it's, uh, basically this world, uh, that I've been trying to, um, that I've been trying to create. And I feel like what I did with, uh, with the dragon void run, um, as far as building a world as rich as I I could, uh, that really got me, uh, feeling like I, I need to do that. of of my own and that's really what dizzy dragons has been it's kind of been my first um my first real attempt at, at building my own world and gonna be telling um cool fantasy stories so uh the future for me is really kind of just figuring out um you know what what to do with all of the this experience and uh yeah just continuing to tell stories um and hopefully my own world um like you mentioned this was all a fan film so there was no part of this that i was ever expecting um you know to get paid or anything this was really more about um it was a a learning experience for me and kind of just fulfilling this lifelong dream of telling a star wars story um and and kind of there's this like saying that i i remember hearing on a tv show many years ago Uh, i might butcher the quote but i'm gonna attempt it Um, it's basically, um, you know, somebody was like asking, uh, for an investment or asking for money. And the person basically said to them, like, you know, don't tell me what you want to do, show me what you've done, and then we can talk. And that was kind of my mentality with my, I mean, my, my entire filmmaking career, but really with this, that, um, I, I would love to work for Disney one day. I would love to work for Lucasfilms. I would love to tell more Star Wars stories um, in an official capacity. And I, I, I wanted to make that calling card and not, you know, be tugging on people's coat jackets, like, Hey, please listen to me. I think I could do this. I I wanted to really, you know, get a a proof of concept of what I think I'm capable of, uh, producing in a galaxy far, far away. So what's
2: What's the most most challenging aspect of creating pixel art animations?
1: Um, the most challenging part is the time because I think the, the fortunate thing or the fun thing about pixel art is that it's, um, you know, it's, it's fairly simple when you break it down to the individual pieces. Um, it's really just how, you know, how many pieces are you drawing? How big is that canvas going to be? So with pixel art, the, the toughest thing I think is really kind of keeping your eye on the bigger prize and not getting overwhelmed. Um, By you know one one pixel at a time really just um yeah knowing what it's all for and then the 20 50 100 hours or whatever it takes to get there doesn't feel like that
2: in the realm of animation who are your biggest inspirations and influences
1: um i mean i i don't with, with animation i feel like Growing up, um, it was really Pixar, Dragon Ball Z, and Pokemon were my animation influences. Um, and um, and then you know, growing up, um, got more into films. and And now I, you know, highly look up to a lot of filmmakers like Martin Scorsese, the Coen Brothers. Um, I am. Um, and like Ron Howard, like we were mentioning Han Solo before, uh, Ron Howard, I, I love him. And there is uh, a film of his Rush that um, that I think is highly underrated. And if anyone hasn't seen it, please go watch it. That was something I was watching pretty consistently throughout this process. It's, um, it's a racing movie and it's about two... Um, two of the top racers essentially and their rivalry slash friendship. And there was a lot of, uh, similarities I felt between that and the dragon void run. So, and Ron Howard, yeah. Since he directed Han Solo is like this, all this weird kind of similarities. I'm like, this world is way too small. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, love, love a lot of things. It's hard for me to, uh, to say, you know, to, <laughs> Who's on top, or make lists like that? I'm, I'm always weird with that stuff. Hey, mm-hmm.
2: hey Dad, Dad, you something awesome? What's that? Guess what? Ryan Reynolds and Grant Gustin didn't add for 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 Mountain or something. What does that mean? They they didn't advertise but, and there's and there's multiple references to the flash. Okay. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is also Deadpool, and Deadpool 3 is coming out in 2024. Yes,
0: right. Okay, all right. Maybe we'll
2: get Grant Gustin in Deadpool.
0: Okay. Keith is a big fan of The Flash, and he he, loves The Flash. I'd like to emphasize that. That's his influence and inspiration.
1: I hear that's the best one, so it sounds like, yeah, you're watching the right one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
2: I made the mistake of letting my introduction to The Flash be the movie.
1: That's fine. Nah, I'm That's just fine. kidding.
2: It was a it was a yeah. very great reflection point, so I could see where the Flash has been and mm-hmm. where he was. All was
1: right.
2: okay. I think I think the movie was refreshing.
0: Okay, <clears throat> Flash is for another time. All right, we'll we'll talk about the Flash. Yeah, when will I get later? to talk about that? Very soon.
2: Two weeks. But right
0: now, we are speaking of Rob Levy. All right, Rob, um, your your, your talent. Part? Yeah, yes, your talent. You have incredible talent. And what I want to do is anybody who is watching or listening to this episode, to go to your YouTube videos or your website to see your work, because it's it's incredible. Where can people find you?
1: Thank you. Uh, I really appreciate that. Um, So our YouTube channel is Inside the Box Animations. um, That has the Hanso the Dragon Void series. And I've also done uh, several music videos um, that I have listed on that channel as well. Um, you can also go on my website, which is just insidetheboxanimations.com, and on uh, social media like Twitter and um, Instagram, I'm Rob Levy Pixels. Uh, so pretty easy to find there. Um, and and yeah, just um, yeah, would just really appreciate anybody watching and sharing the the series i honestly i think the best thing or like the most i can really ask for with a fan film like this is just to share it um again i i'm not i can't ask for money there's nothing i can really gain from this other than future opportunities and that can only happen if people see the work and um and i'm available for work disney and lucasfilm so if you do see this let me know um but yeah, that's that's where you can find my stuff. All right, we
0: will absolutely pass the word on. Um we we you, you like I said, your your work is fantastic. It's, it's incredible. I wish you all the best.
1: Oh, thank you so and, much. And, I
0: look, and I look forward to seeing to more of your work.
1: Yes, yes, definitely. Thank you. Really keep where can, can people can find, find us? us?
2: You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Our socials are Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Fathers at Galaxy. Website at fathersatgalaxy.com. We have a merch store full of sweaters and stuff. You know, keep your keep yourself warm, please. It's like 39 degrees right now, and I just can't with the weather. We it's- also have mugs. You know, if you're ever pruned and you, you need something warm to drink, we have hot cocoa mugs that you can put your hot uh, cocoa in. Is I'm t- I'm trying to tie in Loki. Today's, no, I, I get it. Today's no, no. a new Loki episode yes. as of when recording this. It's that. also yeah. the Gen V finale and the first episode of Invincible. Is that all tonight? Yeah, wow. we okay. I think there's also like a new update to Spider-Man 2 that allows you to replay missions.
0: Oh, man. Okay. All we're right. Really,
2: we're really eating good. <laughs>
0: we're eating, eating good. good in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you play any recent games? Any video games, Rob?
1: Oh no, no, I don't. There's um in the NFT world, there's some metaverses. I don't know if you, you're familiar with the term, um, but there's a couple of metaverse games that I, I do play that that take up a couple hours of my day. Um, but other than that, I, I don't. Three. What meta was that? Three. Sorry?
2: Do you have the MetaQuest three?
1: No, the VR, not yet. Yeah, I need to get one.
2: I've been wanting that. I just started seeing ads and I like like it's kind of funny the weird things they have on the front, but it's like I, I like it. I think those are visual receptors. I don't know. Yeah, they're I mean honestly, I could probably make my own VR headset outline. I'm just I just can't code in the screens and games. I'm not that good at movies. The best be able I can walk do is make a craft cat uh, move. I
1: mean,
2: I mean that's, that's pretty so much cool. the extent to my abilities. But <laughs> yeah. if, 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 if Scratch, Scratch has taught me taught anything, anything, it's that nothing is impossible.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I was gonna. I'd <laughs> love to about uh, walk around in the pixel world with the VR goggles. I, I definitely imagined that while working on it. Um, and also that, that reminded me one thing uh, I was curious if you guys had seen, because I, I don't think a lot of people have, that have seen the series have watched. Uh, I also have on the Inside the Box YouTube channel, the behind the scenes of the Millennium Falcon walkthrough. Yes. I yeah. yeah. um, did see I that. That yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I, that would I found it out because I put so much work into doing it for, you know, no, like it was All in pieces for the actual series because I'm only shooting one section at a time. Mm -hmm. And putting it all together took me many days and I really just wanted it for this kind of behind the scenes. I was like, it'd be so cool if we can just do one full camera swoop.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. that was incredible as well. Yeah. I don't know if you got a chance to see that, but you know
2: what? You should make like you should make like an app where you can play as Han solo through the uh Dragon Run in a game.
1: Oh, don't tease me like that. I wish you got to call. You got to call Disney and tell them to to get that happening.
2: I will.
0: will. Like I'll do my
2: best. I'll (laughs) I'll see. I'll see if I can get Lucasfilm to to send you an email. Uh,
1: Keith knows people. Hey, I feel good with you on my side, Keith. Let's go. Let's take over the world.
2: This is why I save up my favors, okay? (laughs) This is what. This is why I try to save up my favors
1: one last
0: question i forgot to ask rob did you yeah just yeah it it just occurred to me who does the voice of han solo is that you or is that someone else
1: oh no yes um so it's unfortunately a really talented actor that he is in the union and did this out of just the love of of star wars and acting he he committed so many hours. Like, we, I recorded with him far more than anybody else. And he, yeah, I, I wish I can credit him. And again, yeah, he's just, he's a really good actor that wow. I'm really happy we were able to get. Maybe one day I can share it, but I, I did touch base with him a couple of weeks ago before I released the final episode and we were on the same page. He's still, yeah, everything still, uh you know, has to be the way it is, so. Yeah, so we so it's really a shame that it's been
2: taking this long just for the writers to get paid fairly. Like yeah. it's been months by now.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. and
2: we're just all pitching tents and waiting for the fire to die out.
0: Yeah, That's, like I don't. Yeah.
2: I think I think there's too much kindling in this fire for it to go out anytime soon.
0: We hope that there is an answer fair to, wages to the act strike. Yeah, wages. I know. That's what they're looking for. It's taking longer than people expected. But at some point, you know, it has to come to an end. So, yeah, just have to wait and see. Yeah. But Great. I mean, I, all right.
2: Somebody's got a buckle. Just.
0: Just tell Harrison Ford he did a very good job doing the voice of Han Solo in your, in film. your film. Yeah, I won't tell <laughs> anybody. I won't tell anybody. No, it was it was Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah.
1: I mean, I did say he's my great, great, you know, my great uncle or you know, uncle. Yeah.
0: Or okay, all right. All right. So, he has some time. Yeah.
2: Harrison Ford's my great He
0: still cousin. loves that character. Yeah, he's
2: my cousin. For all legal reasons, <laughs> this is a serious joke. It should not be regarded as truth or it is That's entirely purely
0: There's a, purely a disclaimer fixed. right at the bottom, yes.
1: He's my That's, half-cousin.
0: This is just a joke.
1: <laughs> That's so cool. Like, you you guys definitely, you thought he was a, a good Han Solo, though? Like he's Very did you good.
0: You I actually well,
2: thought Harrison Ford's a Ford, Han Solo. No, no well, <laughs> well
0: it, the character, well, the, the actor who voiced the Han Solo. Yeah, I know. Han Solo. It, it's a different Right. Okay. I thought it might've been you because you didn't want to credit yourself, but this is intriguing. It's somebody else. Okay. All right. Well, you know, we understand, you know, it's, uh, you know, want to keep that a secret. If you're ever able to tell us, you know, just shoot us an email and let us know. We'd love to know.
1: You got it. You'll be, you'll get the inside scoop. I promise.
0: Thank you so much. All right. Rob Levy, the founder of Inside the Box Animations. Thank you so much. Once again, all the best to you and keep up the great work. And we look forward to seeing more of your movies.
1: Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you guys having me on. Huge fan of your channel. Really love what you guys do. So just, yeah, thank you for uh, for helping me share this. It's great thank time with you. you guys. Thank you. We
0: appreciate, we appreciate your time. time. So, so thank you everyone, thank you everyone once everyone again for tuning to into this, to this episode. episode. Until, until, next, until time. next time. Take care, care. and we will will see you again.